We do not claim any rights to any audio clips taken from other media used in our podcast. These belong to the studios and creators that made the characters and stories portrayed in the clip, and we have only used these clips for entertainment and reference purposes. Beverly Hills 90210 is rated TV 14. We will not be using explicit language, but many topics discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for children under 14. Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca. I'm the mom. And I'm her daughter, Hannibal. So we do have a different announcement today. Well, it might not sound different to you guys because we've had tech problems since we started this. <laughs> My PC decided to um, have its fan sound like a small engine airplane taking off from our room. <laughs> So I've been spending my day scrounging around trying to figure out how we were going to record tonight because we had a scheduled recording time planned. (laughs) I actually think I like it better. I like it better too. I'm hoping it sounds better. So listeners, if you can tell a difference between how our recording sounds on this one versus last week, please reach out to us and let us know. Uh, We are now using my MacBook and GarageBand instead of uh, some free download software that I had on my PC. Uh, The difference, too, is the podcast microphones we had apparently are not Mac-friendly. Oh. Yeah. That's fun. So we're just having to use the built-in microphone. I kind of like the sound of it when I played it back. I kind of like it, too. It's not too bad. It's pretty good sound quality, to be honest, considering it's just the built-in microphone. Right? I really did not even mess around with using my MacBook when we first started, because I was like, eh, these podcast mics are only good on PC, not Mac, so let's just do it all there. I mean, I'm not going to want to use the built-in mic. It's going to sound horrible. Right. Well, Apple proved me wrong. They make a good quality product. Go Apple, I guess. So here we are, <laughs> switching our podcast up. Switching that's up. our. I think that's our only big announcement this week. Do you have any announcements, Annabelle? No, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Perfect. Sounds fantastic. Spoiler warning. If you haven't actually watched the episode for this week yet, we are going to be discussing important plot points. So if you don't want spoilers, go watch the episode now and then come back and listen to our podcast episode. Yeah, Hannibal does not like spoilers. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today we are discussing Season 1, Episode 8, The 17-Year Itch. The tiny, teeny, itty-bitty, <laughs> little description from Hulu. Cindy and Jim rekindle their relationship as Brandon and Brenda realize their differences. That's it. That's it. That's all Hulu gave us. That's all they gave us. That's it. I'm kind of not happy with that. I'm not either. I don't think that's enough. A lot happened in this episode. Not a lot of it that I liked. I did not like this episode. But a lot happened. Yeah. Normally I would do this at the end when I do my fun facts. Yeah. But I'm going to mention it now because it does have a lot to do with why I didn't like this episode. But when I was watching it through... And the, or the theme song had just finished and I got to the part where they were doing like the producer plug and like just listing off all of the people who obviously behind the scenes helped make this episode come together. And I saw writer Amy Spies. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if you guys remember who Amy Spies was, whatever that one was with, uh, 
Every dream has its price tag. Yes, yes. Yes. The shoplifting episode. The shoplifting episode. That the was other so, episode we just could not stand. Yes, the one that was so choppy and we just mm-hmm. couldn't follow it very well. That one was written by the same gal who did this one. That explains so much. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I'm sure she has her niche and that she's a fantastic writer, but I just am not a big fan of the way she writes these characters. Me neither. I really, now that you mention that, I don't like how she voices Cindy. She just makes her so awful. Mm-hmm. And only for these episodes. Yeah. The rest of the time, Cindy's, I mean, she has, you know, faults and everything, like every character, every human. Yeah. But for the most part, she's a pretty likable character. For sure. But in every episode so far of the five episodes that Amy Spies wrote for the series... So far, now we're on the second one, where Cindy is just not painted in a very positive light. That's sad. Yeah. Maybe this will be a shorter podcast for everybody this, this week. This might be a bit of a shorter episode this week, guys. Because <laughs> I'm sure people have noticed, Hannibal and I tend to ramble. What? Us? Oh, no. <laughs> I have never rambled in my life. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? We get talkative, <laughs> and it's just... So, oof. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But this week should be better because should be. It yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> it'll be much quicker. So we're going to just dig right in in here. Dive right in. Dive right in. That's the word. Yes. We're going to dive right in here. Um starts off with Cindy. There t- she just took off her wedding ring to put lotion on her hands and she's just so unhappy and sad. Yeah. It's our first anniversary away from home in 17 years. Honey, this is our home now. I do like that part because Mm -hmm. it does show that she doesn't feel like this is home yet. Yeah. But he's trying to let her know this is home now. Yeah, there's this, there's not going back. This is home. Yeah. Yeah. It is a struggle. I remember when we first moved to Montana, it was hard because it's like, it still felt like Arizona was home, no matter how much I wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. And it takes a while before you start calling the old place, stop calling the old place home. Right. So yeah, she's feeling sad. She wants to talk about it. He's feeling overly worked and overly stressed. Yeah. And there is this big disconnect between the two of them. Lack of communication, mm-hmm. lack of care for what the other one is going through on both ends. Yes. And I think it's just, it's very clear early on that, like, these two just have not been communicating as Mm -hmm. much as they should be. And I don't think we can blame either one of them individually. It truly is both of them total. Absolutely. And the kids notice. Yeah. Yeah. The kids definitely, well, Brenda. Brenda For sure at first notices. (laughs) Brandon's just like, eh. He's written in this episode as very much the stereotypical teenage boy who's just oblivious. To everything. Yeah. But Brenda is extremely observant. Yes. And she notices this about her parents. She's noticing the weirdest, tiniest things. Yeah. So then the kids get to school and DJ Mike MC is announcing that he is leaving. This is probably one of my... I know it's the C storyline, but it's one of my (laughs) favorites. (laughs) But he is leaving and they're going to be having auditions for a new DJ. Mm-hmm. And who else is thinking about trying out other than... David. Little David. Little David. 
Yeah, David's telling Scott that he wants to try out, but he's only a freshman. But then Steve interjects that he's also trying out. And so mm-hmm. if David does, that he's going to be his competition. Very just total Very Steve. Steve cocky attitude. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh Normal my goodness. Steve. Then we see the English teacher, uh, Brenda's English teacher. Yes. She comes up and talks to Brenda and Brandon that she has a professor friend at the college. They never specify what college, do they? They don't. I didn't think so. I don't believe so. But her college friend is doing a twins study, and she asks them to participate. I thought that was kind of cool. That was really cool. It definitely spun a different B storyline that I really liked. Yeah, that was really enjoyable. And for me, it was kind of a fun thing noticing, because... When I was, like, a junior, and in, just in the high school, we had, like, 13 sets of twins. There was a lot of twins At our very small school. But it was kind of a fun reminder of, like, oh, yeah, twins are normally a rare thing. (laughs) (laughs) Our town has had a lot of twins. We have a lot of twins. All right. So, Brandon is very much against being a, a human guinea pig. Until he's told they get paid and they get time off from school. Then he's like, ooh, I'm all on board (laughs) now. That sounds like fun. I thought it was pretty funny. Then we show Cindy at a gardening center, nursery. Yeah. And Anna's with her. Anna's with her. Anna's back. And (laughs) did you notice? Anna has learned some English. Yes. There's still a couple moments you can tell it's very clearly not her first language. Yes. But... Anna and Cindy are together shopping for plants. It seems like they're just friends now. Right? That's adorable. she calls Anna her assistant. That's so cute. I thought that was precious. Oh, yeah. But then someone is taking Cindy's picture. It was really creepy at first. I was like, yeah. who is this guy taking Cindy's picture? I was just like, what kind of an episode am I about to watch? (laughs) I was like, what? Is someone creeping on Cindy? Yes. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Old college friend, Glenn. Mm. And he immediately gives off the sleaziest vibes. From like, Very sleazy. Ugh. Walk away, mm. sir. So he now lives in California in L.A. area. Cindy invites him over for dinner to meet the family. And we find out that he and Cindy used to date for like a year. They were together. Yeah. And that he's the one who introduced Jim and Cindy when Cindy and Glenn were still together. Interesting. Aka awkward. Super awkward. You can tell, like, even before that information is revealed, Jim is so uncomfortable. Yeah. You can tell he is tense and ready for this man to get out of his house as fast as possible. But yet then Jim goes to bed, leaving yeah. them alone downstairs. That was like... Dude, don't just go to bed. You politely tell the guy, hey, it was great seeing you, but we all have an early day tomorrow. And you walk him to the door and kick his behind out. Yeah. But that's not what Jim did. Jim just went to bed, very casual and trusting. The twins go to bed. They need rest because their twin study is starting in the morning. But as they go upstairs, Brandon is talking about how he could see himself being like Glenn when he's older. And I'm like... Why would you want to, Brandon? You're a good person. Glenn is not. <laughs> don't it's very be like, clear. Don't be like Glenn. No, no. No. No, no. But then Brenda, who saw right through Glenn from the get-go. Oh, yeah. Loved that. And says that she can tell that he has the hots for mom. Yeah, she figures it out right away. I was like, ooh, Brenda, well done. Sooner than Cindy, which mm-hmm. is odd because normally Brenda's not that observant. Yeah. Love her, but no. But then when Jim wakes up at almost 3 a.m. and sees that Cindy's still not in bed, he goes down the stairs and he stays on the stairs and watches and listens to Glenn 
starting to reel Cindy in. Dude, step in. Make some noise. Say, oh, I have to get a glass of water. Something. Hmm. But he's just so insecure at this moment, he doesn't say or do anything. Yeah. Oof. I think it's also because he's finally seeing, seeing Cindy enjoying something about L.A. Yeah. And part of him maybe was just like, maybe she'll just be done with this and then she'll finally accept this as home? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what's going through his mind. It's weird. Then the twins are on the college campus. Oh my goodness. They cracked me up. Oh my gosh. Where's this testing center anyway? Uh, when we hear the torture screams, we'll know we've arrived. Hmm, I could get used to this. Yeah, this is seriously cool. This will be us in a couple years, Brent. Do you think we'll go to the same place? Our lives could get shed here. Yeah, Mom and Dad met at college. Don't you ever wonder how people stay together all that time? I think when you find the right person like Mom and Dad did, it just happens. Yeah, but don't you even think about how Mom and Dad found each other? I mean, they're so far apart. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're so different. They're the same. Yeah, well, they didn't seem so similar at 3 o'clock this morning when Mom was downstairs alone with Glenn. You know, she never stays up I that late. I thought lakes. we buried this one already. Come on, maybe the research center's over here. Uh, trust me, Brandon. We have arrived. So as they walk up to these steps, there are these, <laughs> these twins standing there. They're identical twins, and they are just, they're the kind, you're your stereotypical identical twins. Yeah. Like, they are saying everything in unison, completing each other's sentences, dressed the same, hairstyle the same. It was a little weird. Yes, yes. Yeah. Especially then when we have just Brenda and Brandon walking up and completely not the same kind of twin. <laughs> right? And I don't, I think it was Brenda who said this. I'm not sure if it was Brenda or Brandon. But they said they're like teenage mutant twins. <laughs> <laughs> I was really chuckling a lot of that. Maybe it was the Benadryl talking when I watched this. I was having some allergy problems and I watched this episode on Benadryl. <laughs> but it was really funny. That's hilarious, Ma. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so they're in the twin study and they start with ESP games. Our twins, Brandon and Brenda, were failing left and right. Oh, yeah. The identical twins are like acing it. They are telling stories as if they're one person. And that was really weird. Yeah. But the thing is, is I've met twins who are like that and it's spooky. It is so spooky. I have yeah. to. But even ones who aren't like that, they have some kind of like mental connection. They do. And the great thing is, is that we can actually see Brandon and Brenda do have a mental connection like that, but just not exactly like that. Yeah. There's is different. So we're back at home and Cindy is gushing about Glenn's work, his photography, mm -hmm. and Jim is just not interested in hearing it. He is starting to show a bit of jealousy about Glenn but there's just a big disconnect between Jim and Cindy. And all I could think the whole time was, would you please communicate with each other? Just communicate. You guys have been married oh. for 17 years. His stress and overwork has left him feeling closed off emotionally, which has her feeling lonely and lost in a new city. So she's closed off emotionally and physically. Mm -hmm. And they're both at fault. They both just need to get talk over to talk. each other. So yeah, it's like, just communicate. Talk to each other. You can get through this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so we're back at school, and it's DJ time, <laughs> is what the DJ says over the radio. I'm like, that was such an early 90s way of saying that. Oh, yeah. Cracked me up. So good. And here we get to hear 
my favorite part. Oh, so much fun. Yo, West Beverly, my name is Dave, and I'm going to give you all the songs that you crave. And all the babes are going to be my slaves. And all from a guy who don't even shave words. So oh last my week, <laughs> when we started listening, when we listened to that clip at the end of last week for our teaser, and you're giving me this look like, what did I just hear? Does it make more sense now? It does make much more sense now. Understanding context <laughs> makes such a difference in understanding teaser clips sometimes. <laughs> but that's what made it such a fun teaser clip because I couldn't bring myself to clip anything of the Jim and Cindy relationship because it was just irritating the whole time. <laughs> but David rapping? David. Oh my goodness. So for those who are not aware, Brian Austin Green actually did put out in the 90s while filming 90210, a rap album. Oh my goodness. I have to go and listen to the whole album sometime just to be able to say I did. <laughs> For 90s rap, it's actually not too bad. <laughs> I was uh, never a rap fan, mm -mm. but I was always a Brian Austin Green fan, so... Yeah. In case you guys can't tell, David's pretty much our favorite character. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so I will actually put a link to um, listen to some of his music in the show notes on here, because people have to listen to that. It's oh just, my gosh. Oh my goodness, it's the best. So perfect. So we are back at the house, and they're getting ready for the art show. And then Jim calls and says, he's stuck at work late and he's not going to make it. Oh my gosh, buddy, this is not going to help. I understand. Sometimes it's you just not... can't help it. It's out of your control. Work needs you, but... But, buddy. Oof, this is not yeah. the time to work late. And also, Cindy was so just blasé about it. Just, just like, okay. Yeah, I honestly think that she's just gotten so used to him working so much. Right. And she has this old friend, this old flame, who is making her feel special and giving her attention. And she's just, Jim doesn't treat her in that way at this point anymore. Mm-hmm. Sad. Yeah. But we're at the art show. Kelly and Donna and Brenda and Brandon are walking around discussing the art, which I thought was kind of cool that they brought um, the other two girls along with them. Yeah. It was a neat way to do That's it. That's really cool. But Glenn comes up and says hi to the kids, and he sees Cindy across the room and walks off. They go outside, and... He, the fresh breath of smog. Oh, I want to just vomit when he said and, that. But he then kisses her. Hmm. Hmm. I was not pleased with nope. him for kissing a married woman. I was nope. not pleased with her for not stopping it. Yeah, and for not only not stopping it, but reciprocating. I was like, dude, Cindy. So this is another one of those moments, like we were talking at the beginning. The woman who wrote this episode... I just don't like how she writes Cindy. I just don't. Every single other episode, this is not who Cindy is. No. Her character is a very kind, upstanding person who doesn't cheat, doesn't break the rules, doesn't do the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Now, she's human. We're all human. We all make mistakes. But there's just something about how she's written in these moments that just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like Cindy. Mm -mm. Yeah. And that's, how, that's the case with a lot of the characters in this episode. Yeah. They just don't feel right. The yep. whole episode feels kind of lacking. Agreed. Agreed. Mm. So back at the house that night, um, Kelly and Brenda are sitting at the table talking. Mm -hmm. Kelly's hair was 
hilarious. It was something. I, I took pictures of it because it was just so funny. Yeah, I was staring at it. At one point, I paused and I was trying to stare at it and figure <laughs> out what was going on. Yeah. And then I just decided, you know what? 90s, whatever. And I just yeah. moved on. It was unique. It was unique. <laughs> I, I, I may put that picture that I took in our um, blog for this week just because it was so funny. That's hilarious. But Cindy's out on the balcony upstairs listening to, like, modern alternative music very loudly. They're saying that's just not her style. Jim gets home. He goes upstairs and he turns off the music. And they have a not quite a fight, but a definite little spat. tiff. Spat. Yeah. And they just go to bed not speaking. Mm. Never go to bed angry. Mm-mm. Oh, this episode, it emotionally is draining me. Let's take a break real quick. Sounds like a good idea. I need to go get some caffeine. Yeah. Be right back, everybody. Be right back. Okie doke, and we're back. I'm feeling a little bit better, a little bit caffeinated. Yes, a Ready bit. to continue on. Ready to go. So back to the episode. Okay. We have the twins are at the college, and they're arguing about what they think is going on at home. Hmm. I'm not going to go into their deep argument because... It's pretty much the same argument they've yeah, already kind of had. Yeah. That they're going to have again. But we go to the house, and Anna is there at the house yeah. now. And they were apparently working on planting some of the things that she got at the nursery. Mm-hmm. And Glenn is leaving another message on the answer machine, and Anna's over there pretending to not listen pretending to it. Pretending to not be in the room. Oh, I was laughing so hard. I'm like, oh, Anna, you're so funny. Just, like, carefully, quietly putting things away. <laughs> Just yeah. that, like, be invisible kind of mindset, but I still want to listen. Yes. It was very clear that's what she was doing. Yes. So, we're at school. The kids are discussing what they can do to help the parents rekindle the flame. And I'm like, oh, kids. So, so cute. cute. They try. They do. They do. You know, they, they want to help their parents. They want yeah. to, you know, not be... Having to deal with being bouncing back and forth, divorced parents, household kind of thing. Right. Obviously, they want their parents to stay together. Yeah, absolutely. So they decide to surprise their parents with a candlelit dinner at home. Which I thought that was really sweet. So cute. Especially because it's really clear how much Branda does not cook. No. But yet, she went into the kitchen and she was cooking. She was. She was. Yes. But Jim and Sunny just argue at the table. The kids are at the door listening at the mm-hmm. kitchen door. And then Jim just storms out and goes to work upstairs. Yep. It's like, buddy, bad move. And then Cindy makes a big mistake, in my big opinion. Big mistake. I'm just going to be here for a minute. I've been calling you all day. I know. Listen, we have to talk. I, I, I got carried away last night. This isn't me. This isn't who I want to be. Look, things aren't that black and white. I have a surprise for you. These are you. You spent all this time on me. You're so beautiful. So are you. I'm falling in love with you. No, Glenn, you just think you are. This isn't happening. I can't think. There's no need to. We're already having a mental affair, and that's far more dangerous than a physical one. Glenn, what are we going to do? 
Haven't you always wondered what it'd be like to make love to each other? We've wanted to do this forever. No, I just can't handle this. Why did you go? Ugh. At least Why? she left. She did leave. She stopped whatever was about to happen from happening. Let's pry yes. her for that. And but also what a sleaze ball Glenn is. Yes. Where Cindy's clearly distraught and struggling with what she's done. But his only thought is, well, did it. We've already gone this far. We oh, might as well No buddy. That's not how it works. Okay. I thought he was a sleaze ball from the very moment we saw him. Mm -hmm. And he just proved it. Continues proving it. The kids pull up to Glenn's place because they're supposed to have a photo shoot with him. Right. And they see Cindy running out of his place right after that last part. Yeah. Oh. And they don't... Obviously, they didn't hear the argument mm -mm. beforehand. But all they see is their mom, late at night, leaving Glenn's place. Yes. When they didn't even know she was there. And Brenda was already obviously suspecting. We've talked about that. But this yeah. was the moment Brandon went, oh, maybe you're right, Brenda. Not even maybe you're right. He just goes, mom's having an affair. Yeah. The next morning, we are at the house. Jim and Cindy are starting to reminisce. I thought this was a good moment. Jim finally started realizing, you know, one of them has to choose kindness and choose love. Mm -hmm. And not be constantly feeling bitter about the other one's exactly attitudes be the bigger person so he pulls out the the old college writings because he mm. always wanted to be a writer yeah and they start to reminisce on looking at college writings and they start to communicate i was very happy with that yeah and he's getting up to leave for work and he tells her that he really really loves her mm. before going to work and i thought that was just so precious but she's just racked with guilt. Yes. So she's sitting at the table crying, but Jim doesn't go to work. Jim does not go to work. No, no, no. No, no. Jim's not heading to work. Jim goes straight to Glenn. <laughs> You've gotten just what you wanted, haven't you, Glenn? Not everything. You know, I used to love writing. Suppose I wasn't great at it. Then Cindy and I met, got married, settled down. Was great at that. I remember. And then she got pregnant so quickly. I didn't want to take any more risks. So I took them for you. And you got what we both wanted. I'm calling that the road not taken. That's right. Cindy and I are on that road. For better or worse. You know, in a marriage. You're very lucky. You get 99%. But when the other one missing percent bursts in, it can feel like everything. An illusion I'm quite enamored of. Look, I hate to break up this male bonding, but stop feeding me meaningless lines. I know what you're up to, Glenn. I see what you're doing behind my back. Slipping in, buttering everyone up. Look, I happen to like your family. Then respect it, damn it! Stay out of my home and away from my wife. But this has caught me by surprise. Now, some of this is for Cindy to decide, isn't it? Cindy and I are in this together. If you want to finally grow up, then get your own damn family. But don't you dare try and take mine away from me. Well said, Jim. Oh, man. I love when Glenn tries to pull the, I just love your family. 
And when Jim tells him to respect his family. Yes. He doesn't just tell him. He, like, says in a very harsh, very... Yes. I was... This was probably actually one of the... One of my few favorite moments from this episode was when Jim... Because for the most part, Jim's kind of just a go-with-the-flow kind of man. Passive. Very passive kind yeah. of person. And to see him, for lack of a better word, hulk out like that. <laughs> and just fully let it out on this guy and tell him what for. I loved that. The only thing that would have made it better if he fully hulked out and did a Hulk smash. I wanted to Hulk smash Glenn's, Glenn's face. face. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I wanted to Hulk smash Glenn's face also. Just punch him right Boom. there. Right in the nose. But I was really proud of Jim because he he finally opened his eyes and realized that if he doesn't do something, he's going to lose his wife. Right. And he did something. Mm-hmm. He stepped up. Yep. Okay, so back to the happier parts. We're back at yes. school. And they're doing the DJ auditions. And Donna starts off. She does okay at first, but then she loses it. And yeah. it's just like, oh, Donna, you just don't have oh. it. Whatever she tried, it is. though. She did. I was very proud of her. Yeah. But the kids in the hall are laughing at her. Hmm. And so Steve goes next. And he grabs the mic and he's all into it. Until he looks out and he re- realizes that where their DJ booth is, mm-hmm. there's that glass window right there. Yeah. And the hall of kids right mm-hmm. outside. So when you're doing the DJ stuff, everybody can see you and you can see everybody. Mm-hmm. But suddenly he has a complete stage fright. Or as David calls it, mic fright. Yeah. When he looks out and there's all these people standing there watching mm-hmm. him and he just freezes. I love that David goes in and rescues him, though. He does. He just jumps, like, doesn't even think about it for a second. Mm-hmm. He just sees that Steve is freezing up. And in all honesty, Steve's never nice to him. Steve's like, not may... nice to most people. He's not. <laughs> but the fact that, like... David just immediately goes, Scott, hold my books. And then he goes and he <laughs> saves Steve from completely making a fool of himself. Not only does he save Steve, but David kills it. He kills it with his own audition. Without even meaning to. He, he didn't go in there to audition. He went in there to save his friend. But instead, he just like, everybody's like, yep, that's the guy. Oh, yeah. He's it. I don't know. Like, I was confused when I first watched it, when Scott mm-hmm. said, I've created a monster. Because at first I was like, why would Scott have created the monster? Then I remembered that David wasn't going to audition yep. until Scott basically was like, go for it, dude. What's it going to hurt? And that was when, earlier, remember, Steve stepped in and was like, well, I'm going to audition. I'll be his competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Scott just goes, well, I think we know who killed it most in this group. <laughs> I really that hope great. in the next episode, David is just suddenly the school DJ. Do you remember a few episodes back, I was saying something about, it was before um, David brought back the video camera the second time. Mm. And I said, I know he does something else in media. Does he become the DJ? What do you think? I Yeah, he killed it. He, he killed it. Yeah. The camera came back the second time. He's now killing it rapping DJ I mean, it's like... Which is going to be hilarious. Right? But also, that's going to explain, and it's going to make so much more sense in the show, mm-hmm. about why he's able to be friends with these old kids that are older than yeah. him and more popular, you know, one would say, kids. is because he's going to be the school DJ. <laughs> he's the best. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still happy news, even though we go back to the house for a while. Yes. Cindy's out gardening, and... Glenn walks up. He has a manila envelope in his hand, and it's the pictures that he had taken of her. 
And it was kind of confusing because obviously in a sound clip, you couldn't see in those last two long clips that they were looking at when they were at Glenn's house, they were looking at those pictures. Right. So he gives them to her. Mm-hmm. And this is the con- part of the conversation they had. I really like you. But I really love my husband. I know. I just wanted to say goodbye. I had a visitor from the better part of my conscience this morning. He made me realize I couldn't break into your family even if I wanted to. Yeah. I liked that. I liked yeah. that. He flat out admitted he had a visit this morning from Jim. She knew it was Jim. There's no question oh, yeah. about it. Absolutely. I love that he calls up the better part of my conscience. That was yeah, kind of cute. That was cute. So as he's leaving, the kids are pulling up. And mm-hmm. they see him. They suspect the worst. Hmm. But they get out of the car, they walk up, Glenn leaves, and Mom gives them a hug and just tells them how happy it is to see them. I thought that was sweet. It was a nice yeah. way to kind of carry it on. So they're back inside the house, just kind of talking about the twins' study. And yeah. the twins are acting weird because... They have all this weird new information about yeah. themselves that they're not sure what to do with. And then Jim gets home. Yes. Hey, guy. Hey, Dad. Hi, sweetie. Hi. Are you okay? It's so early. Actually, I'm just waking up. Listen, Jim, I've got to Just you. pack your bags. Bags? Kids, you're all right for one night, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Your mom and I are going for our third try on our anniversary. Three times a charm. Listen, Jim, things happen. You love me? Oh, yeah. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> Aww. Call me an old sentimental freak, but I got goosebumps still again this time. You can't see it because it's under my Fala La La Lama sweater. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mom. Declare to the world that you are currently wearing a Christmas sweater. I don't in care that November. it's November. I don't care. I know. I will wear Fala La La Lama all hey, the way through I... November. It's okay. It's almost Thanksgiving. I'm allowed to wear. My Christmas stuff. Right. I'm seriously considering putting up my Christmas tree. Right. Christmas starts November 1st. Totally so does. take that, all of you Grinch people who like to wait <laughs> until after Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> <laughs> under my fa-la-la-la-lama sweater that I'm wearing right now. Yes. <laughs> that I did have goosebumps. Like, honestly mm. and truly, when he just stops her and says, do you love me? And she's like, oh, yeah. And it was like, even just saying it right now, I'm getting goosebumps again. Because it's just like, that's so sweet. It's so true. That, and he's just like, let's go. Let's go. I thought that was so precious. We don't know what their plans are, but Ooh. they're going to be gone for a night. They're going to be gone for a night. They're going to go and or a weekend. I don't know how long. He said a night. A night. Enough time to where they can talk. They can spend time together. They can yes. be intimate. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I'm really glad that they're connecting again. Yes. That, it's resolved by the It's resolved. Episode. It's resolved. I do not like this writer still. I don't like her approach. Still not a fan. But at least she tied it up with a nice little bow at the end. Yes. I will give her that much. And you know what? She did bring back Anna. She did. What was funny, the last episode that Anna was in was the last one she wrote. Yeah. I wonder if Anna is just one of her characters that she just 
brought in. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Who I guess knows? we'll have to keep an eye on if Anna ever shows up in episodes <laughs> not written by Amy Spice. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our IMDb rating discussion. Ratings time. Now we know that the lowest of the season we've set is 5.9, the highest is 7.4. I did not like this episode. I didn't either. And on IMDb, this episode, out of 203 votes, got a 6.1. That is almost the lowest so far. Yeah. I'm actually going to give it a 5.5. I really dislike this episode that much. Can I be honest with you, Mom? Yeah. I was going to also give it a 5.5 peaches. What? Yeah. I was sitting, I was like sitting there and I was trying to figure out my rating and I was like, 5.5. It has to be. It has to be. It's just so awful. Yes. I th- you know, I'll be brutally honest. It felt torturous to have to watch this a second time to pull the clips and make notes. Oh my goodness. See, for me, part of it was, is that... Especially after last episode where it was so heavy, mm-hmm. having this one be so not, yeah, it just felt very lacking. It did. It felt it felt like harsh it was like, yet empty. Yeah, it just it didn't have any substance to it. Agreed. Yeah, and Agreed. I just I couldn't get into it. Even by the time I got to like the second ad break on Hulu, I was <laughs> like, "How much more of this episode do I have to watch?" <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh." Oh, more. So much more. But it's over now. Yes. (laughs) I will tell you next week's episode, because, okay, brutal honesty moment. Mm -hmm. When I was done with my note-taking watch of this episode, Mm -hmm. I was feeling so, ugh, just down. Just me. I went ahead and watched the next one. Fair enough. To try to, and you're going to love it. It's, it still has heavy topics which is but it's done in such a good way that seems to be a pattern with this show mm-hmm. where they deal with some heavy stuff yeah and they deal with some serious issues that people in life experience and for sure but yet they they're not usually topics that people are just talking about but they do it in such a creative way and doing it so so nice yeah well, here's how you'll know that you're going to like next week's episode. The writer is that uh, something Rosen. Charles Rosen, was it? Oh, okay. I think that was his name. Yeah. Let me look it up. Rosen. Yeah, Charles Rosen. Yeah, he did one-on-one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So it's it's like that kind of okay intense episode gotcha. where you're like, this is a really heavy topic, but he handles okay. it in a way that's... Cool. You're going to love it. Is Dylan back? Because we kind of haven't seen him for a couple of years. Yes, Dylan is back next oh, good. episode. Oh, good. This is definitely our shortest podcast episode so far. Yep. Yeah. Yep, and I'm okay sure. with that. All right. So how about our little teaser for next week? Teaser clip. Hey, Bren. Hi, honey. your father gets out of town before she goes theatrical on me. <sighs> Let me talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be great. All right. We'll join us next week on Back, Back to, to the, the Peach Pit. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. 
Your reviews help us a lot. You can find all of our contact info and social media info at our blog site, backtothepeachpit.weebly.com. We look forward to hearing your thoughts on this week's episode. Thanks to Pixabay.com for their royalty-free music, where we found our theme song by the Caffeine Creek Band.